by Sports Interaction, Canada Sportsbook. The Canucks have won a game. The Canucks have won. Bruce Boudreaux has his 600th career win. And all Canucks fans can breathe a sigh of relief. Hey, everyone. My name is Clay Emo. I am Canuck Clay. And I'm thrilled tonight to be hosting Game Over Vancouver on the Steve Dangle Podcast Network. So as we get going, make sure to get active in the chat section in the, in the comment section, make sure you subscribe to SDPN. You can also subscribe to me. Don't go do it now. Do it later because I don't want you to bounce off of the screen. You can find me at Canuck Clay, both here on YouTube and on Twitter. And make sure you like this video. Like the fact that we're hanging out. Like the fact that we are actually, for the first time, for the first time in eight games this year, we are actually talking about a Canucks win. Wasn't easy. We can get into how how difficult they made it, but and I, I know no one's saying plan the Stanley Cup parade route right now. No one's even saying that we're even going to climb out of the bottom of the Pacific Division. But honestly, I'm so relieved that we are indeed talking about a Canucks win. So once again, welcome. I'm glad you are here, and I look forward to a great 30 to 35 minutes with you next. But uh, I'm going to talk a bit about the game. Just me tonight, so for better or for worse, you have Canuck Clay in his in all fullness, and then I'll make sure that I get to a lot of your comments in the section, uh, in the in the chat section. I'll make sure that I devote the last five or ten minutes to reading some of your comments. So make sure you get your comments into the stream right now. But before we do that, I want to thank our sponsors and give you a bit of uh, their a bit about them. Want to bet? You can do so at Sports Action Canada Sportsbook. Football continues. The World Series is basically upon us. And now we are two weeks into the hockey season. Bet pregame, live in play, or on one of our many prop bets. Made for Canadians by Canadians. Sports Action makes it easy to deposit, play, and cash out. Join now and see all that sports betting has to offer. Head to sportsaction.com slash sdpn. That's sportsaction.com slash SDPN Ontario only sorry Vancouver rights 19 and over and of course as always please play responsibly so many storylines to come out of this game whether it was the fear of the Canucks blowing yet another lead whether it was the Bruce Boudreau chasing his 6th of the game whether it was the Canucks really playing with only 3 of top 6 defenseman whether it was the trade that broke just before the game and i'm going to save that for the second for the second segment but really there's so much going on i think ultimately what we got to talk about is after we talk about the game is does this relieve any of the pressure or is it simply kind of defer all the pressure in for just a few more days. So let's talk about the game itself first. I won't go through every single goal, but a couple things that stood out to me. Ilya Mikheyev, recently acquired from the Toronto Maple Leafs, had a beautiful chance to get his first hat-trick for the Canucks. And it was a wonderful centering pass. Pedersen over to Kuzmenko, then a cross-crease to Mikheyev. But it, I think Kuzmenko just put it behind Mikheyev. Probably not, probably underestimating Mikheyev's speed and puts it in his feet as opposed to on a stick. Um, so 
thwarting McCabe's chance for a hat-trick. But McCabe had a really good game. This was his fifth game. Canucks fans have been waiting to see this, this package of speed and of size and a penalty-killing prowess. And finally, we saw some of what McCabe has to offer tonight with two goals by the skilled Russian. So McKayev had two goals, which is great. His line, Pedersen, what can you say about him? PD had uh, a goal and an assist and was all over the ice. His assist was a secondary assist on that power play goal from Kuzmenko. It went PD to Miller to Kuzmenko in front of the net. But how about his goal? How about his goal? This night was a, actually a night full of weird bounces. His goal, one of the Seattle forwards actually tries to knock a Luke Shen shot down and it bounces off the ice and on its way up, Petey comes down on it with his stick and bats it out of the air, putting it past Martin Jones. And that was a really, really skilled play by Petey. You also saw his skill when they scored that power play goal when it looked like Seattle was going to clear it. Petey stops the puck along the boards with his skate, backhands it completely cross ice to JT Miller, who's left-handed, not right-handed. So it's got a cross all the way to the other end of the ice and the Miller put a, a tape-to-tape pass to Kuzmenko for that third Canucks goal. So on PD's two points, you saw his skill, his raw skill. And when PD is on top of his game, we know that the Canucks have a much better chance of winning. So that line, PD has a goal and assist, Kuzmenko has a goal and assist, and Mikheyev has two goals. So six points for that line. You also had the Garland Miller Horvat line. They got all the tough minutes. They were out there trying to defend the lead at the very end. Garland had two points, one and one. Miller had Miller had one assist, and Horvat was actually held off the score sheet. But Horvat went some ridiculous number, like 22 out of 29 in the in the faceoff circle to win 73% of his draws. And yeah, sure, Horvat didn't show up on the score sheet tonight, but he certainly was uh, was playing hard and he was uh, doing everything he could do as a captain to ensure a Canucks win tonight. JT Miller, he blocks a shot uh, courageously with about three seconds left, and then he kind of falls down. I think he looked up at a, the clock as the clock was running down. But yeah, I wouldn't say it was a game-saving save because you saw Demko back there too. But still, to, to have that kind of effort from a guy that were, a lot of people sometimes question his effort, that was good to see. Hopefully, we hear good news. He, it looked kind of scary. He was kind of writhing in pain along the ice. You could see he was favoring his ankle, but he, with the help of his teammates, Boudreaux and the coaches, they didn't care. They were high-fiving on the bench. Boudreaux got a 600. They got the first win of the season. All the coaches go down the tunnel into the dressing room, and all the players are there making sure that Miller's okay. He seemed to skate off semi under his own power. At least he had his, uh, his both skates on the ice. He had his arms draped around teammates. So we will hopefully hear good news about them, about him. The bottom six, no points for them Collected. Actually, Sheldon Dries had one assist. Uh, yes, he did have an assist on one of the goals. It was the McKayev goal. Actually, in the McKayev goal, let's talk about McKayev's two goals really quickly. Both kind of um, lucky bounces. The first one, it was a it was a centering pass from Shen, went off a Kraken defender right to McKayev, puts it behind Jones. And then his second goal, the one that started off the second period, it actually uh, squeaked through a bunch of people finding McKayev in the slot. So Dries had an assist, but the rest of the bottom six, Pearson, Joshua, Oman, Podkols, and Hoglander, all without any points. They got anywhere between 7 to 10 minutes of ice time, so obviously Boudreaux was riding his heavy guns today for sure. Then on the D, Luke Shen. You can't stop him. 
you can only hope to contain him. Luke Shen, two assists. I think they're both primary assists too, now that I think about it. He was the only blue liner to record points. So two points. Um, also had seven hits, which is pretty crazy. And then, uh, yeah, leading not only uh, the defenseman in hits, but in points as well. We'll get to Thatcher Demko. Demko, I thought, was pretty good. He makes 32 saves on 36 shots for an 889 save percentage. Um, actually, I, I, as I'm sitting here looking at those numbers, I don't think he was very good. Uh, he got better as the game went on, but I certainly didn't like that first goal, that point shot that actually beat him somehow. He actually dragged it in with his own pad. We've seen that a couple times this year already. And the second goal, yes, Jared McCann was on a breakaway. Yes, Jared McCann's got good speed, but Demko... It was weird. He made a glove save and then it went across his body, went off of inside of his blocker and then behind him. So those two goals, I think that was a really good shot by McCann and Demko did a good job to get the first piece of it. I think the Lexiak goal, the first goal, he should have stopped. Third goal, Matty Beneers. That was a tough one because it was a horrible breakdown, a horrible pinch by Guillaume Brisebois. And then the fourth one, that, that puck was bouncing all over the place before Jaden Schwartz put it in, gloved it down and put it in. So I think Demko was decent tonight a couple other things i want to talk about how about all the fights like i i've talked a lot on my own channel about the fact that vancouver seattle you can't really call them a rivalry just yet rivalry are usually uh, they're born mostly in the playoffs or after back to back to back to back seasons of tough regular season games scratching and crawling and, and and fighting your way to a playoff position. So obviously none of that because Vancouver and Seattle were nowhere close to the playoffs last season. So usually, yeah, it's it's a playoff rival. It's something happens in the playoffs or something happens in the regular season, at least tough matchups, or something really, really dirty happens that one guy does something to another guy and then the two teams hate each other for the next two or three years. So I think it's safe to say, despite the two hours, two and a half hours driving distance, depends how fast you drive or if you have Nexus, but despite how close we are geographically, there isn't a huge rivalry just yet. And last season, I hope we can play the Seattle all the time. Last season, the Canucks swept the Kraken in all four meetings. 4-2, 5-2, 5-2, and 5-2. Well, today it was 5-4. It was exciting. And there were three scraps in this game. The first one was Tanner Pearson fighting after, I can't even remember, someone nailed... Um, nailed Niels Hoglander. Uh, it was Larson. So Pearson fought Larson. Larson a lot bigger than Pearson. And then uh, they kind of, Larson gave Pearson the tap at the end of their fight. Then JT Miller, just a few minutes later, is fighting Susie uh, in front of the Seattle bench. So that one was interesting. You're hoping, especially that Miller didn't hurt his hand in, in that fight, especially as a goal scorer. And then Kyle Burroughs takes on Geeky later on as well. So three, uh, they weren't the, the best fights ever. But it's very rare that, I don't know about the Kraken, I don't watch them that much, but it's very rare that the Canucks have three fights in a game, let alone two within three or four minutes of each other. So I wouldn't say it's a rivalry just yet, but maybe, just maybe, it is the start of a rivalry right now. At least planting seeds, mustard seeds, but at least it is seeds of a rivalry. Kraken out shoot the Canucks 36-19. It sometimes felt like that for sure, like that the ice was tilted. Other times, though, um, I think the Canucks hung in there. I think they were efficient, obviously. They went two for two on their power play with the goals from Mikheyev and Kuzmenko, the two Russians, which was good. They also killed off three of the four power plays of Seattle. The only one to get past them 
was it went, really became a six on four with Martin Jones pulled and the ping pong uh, puck that went behind Demko with 30 seconds to go. So a lot of uh, good thing that the good things that the Canucks did, I guess a lot of uh, challenging parts too. You're you're still worried about. Uh, you saw how Seattle's speed really trapped the Vancouver Canucks at certain parts of the game. That's for sure. Uh, that's one thing I noticed, especially as Seattle was scoring at the end of the first period, is you really saw their speed. You saw on um, Matty Benier's goal as well when when uh, Breezeball pinched, and it quickly quickly became a two-on-one for the Canucks. So that's one thing that the Canucks are going to have to continue to work on is their speed. And I get it. They're missing some of their best skaters in on the blue line in Quinn Hughes and in in Travis Dermott. So that's one thing that the Canucks will, will have to watch out for and try and improve on. Up front, the only forward that they were missing tonight was Brock Besser. And he, uh, Besser is never going to win a, any, beat anyone in a foot race. Besser's game is obviously more, more hockey IQ- more good passing, especially good shooting and good work ethic. So um, all those things that took place in tonight's game and keep talking in the comments, keep chatting. We're in a good mood. I would sing to you guys, but I don't want to lose all the viewers all on my only my second night streaming. And I was thinking, uh, I'm going to have to bug Sam and Kaya later. Kaya's very positive. Um, I, I, I watched her. I, I watched both of their streams when it can't be me. But Kai also had that blood-curling scream last time. So I would love to do that, but you can tell. I've already lost my voice. I was working all weekend, and therefore, uh, if I screamed, I'd probably break something uh, with my voice in my, and then probably break my vocal cords. With Sam, very, very honest, always as she is. Maybe not as always positive or optimistic as I am, but I think it's fitting. Oh, I shouldn't say it's fitting, because I, I want Kai and Sam to cover wins as well. But I, I don't think it's unfitting. How's that? that out of all the Canucks wins and out of the three of us, that I'm the one who gets to cover the first Canucks win. So there are some thoughts for you about tonight's game. I want to move into our second segment now where I'm going to talk about the trade that the Canucks made today. And then for the third segment, I would love to talk to you and get into the comment section and see what you have to say. And I agree, Astro Josh. Kaya definitely needs a win to cover because if she's screaming that loud and breaking windows when the Canucks lose, who knows what's going to happen when the Canucks actually win. And I'm so glad to see so many of you here. Names I recognize from my own streams, new friends on here. Welcome to all of you. We are happy. We are celebrating. I'd love to play some music, but then we get a copyright strike. So you're just going to have to bear with me as I celebrate solo tonight. Breath. Let's talk about the trade now that the Canucks made. And they released it. Actually, I'm looking at the tweet right now. It was at 625, so about 40, 43 minutes before puck drop. And then we started to see Ellie, uh, Darren Drager say something, Rick Dollywall say something. And the Canucks made, I guess you'd call it a minor trade, but let's break it down a little bit. The Canucks traded for right-handed center Jack Studnika from the Boston Bruins. Jack Studnika from the Boston Bruins and they traded away goaltender Michael DiPietro and defenseman Jonathan Myrenberg. So let's look at what necessitated this trade first and foremost. Curtis Lazar was in, uh, announced yesterday as out for at least three to four weeks with an undisclosed injury. So if Lazar is out three to four weeks and Bruce Rujo likes Miller on the wing as opposed to down the middle, then the Canucks needed another center because today they rolled with 
Pedersen, sorry, I say Horvat, Pedersen, Sheldon Dries, and Niels Oman. Now, if you're not a Canucks fan and you're wondering who Sheldon Dries and Niels Oman are, that's the reason why the Canucks had felt like they needed to make this trade. Not sure if they felt comfortable with Dries and Oman carrying the bottom six for the next month or so as Lazar is out. When Lazar was here and when Miller was playing in the middle, you could run deep Miller, Horvat, or Miller, PD, Horvat down the middle. And they were actually using Oman as the fourth center. And Lazar was like the fifth center playing on that wing as a fourth line winger. So you've gone from five centers now down to three if you're not playing Miller in the middle. And then if Lazar is hurt. Now, I guess conventional wisdom would say, well, why not just put Miller back in the middle and go Miller, PD, Horvat, Oman, which is what you're doing anyways, and then get a winger, call up a winger like Will Lockwood or someone to fill in on, on the wing in Curtis Lazar's spot. But maybe, just maybe, they wanted more depth. Maybe it was a, an offer that they, I don't say they couldn't refuse, but at least an opportunity to make a move, albeit a minor one. Get some more center depth. At least you have options. You can keep Miller on Horvat's wing, which has worked out after two games, quite frankly. Miller had two points last game, two goals, even though he didn't play that well. And then today I thought he played okay, and he had his assist to, to show for it. So you keep Miller on the wing with Horvat. Now you have a bit more depth down the middle with Studnika. Trading, uh, Studnika, by the way, 23 years old, drafted in the second round in 2017. That's the draft. That's the year that the Clash drafted. PD at number five, Cole Lind at the top of the second round, Jonah Gadjevich at the end of the second round, just two picks after Studnika, and then Michael DiPietro at the end of the third round. Oh, Michael DiPietro, you say, yeah, he got traded. He was part of the package going to Boston. We know that two seasons ago in the COVID shortened season, they brought DiPietro up had him as a black ace, emergency group, whatever you call those guys. But it really stunted his development. He did not play in Utica at the time before Abbotsford. So he did, he basically lost a year of development. A lot was made here in Vancouver about that. And he basically got passed this year on the death chart. We have Spencer Martin as the bonafide backup to Thatcher Demko. You have Arthur Silovs surpassing Michael DiPietro. And then they brought in veteran netminder Colin Delia as well. So we have the four. DiPietro was number five. You're not going to get any development or any playing time, at least, as a number five. So he became dispensable. And then we simply wanted to know if we could get anything for him. Well, you throw in... So, and he was a 2017 draft pick as well. You throw in 2021 fifth-round draft pick, fifth or sixth-round draft pick, Jonathan Myrenberg, a right-shot Swedish defenseman. I'm not convinced that the Canucks saw him as the, the cure to all of their woes on the right side. So maybe they had to throw in DiPietro or maybe they had to throw in Meinberg or maybe they had to throw together two assets to get Stanika out of Boston. So that's basically what the trade was tonight. And yes, you trade away two players that maybe, although it's hard to say with Meinberg, but maybe didn't figure in your plans. And coming back, you have a guy who maybe um, can was a little bit underutilized in Boston only played 37 games over the past three seasons, put up a, a few points, I think seven points in those 37 games. But with Providence last year, he actually almost a point a game player. He had 35 or 36 points in 40 games with Providence. And I know I know a lot of guys go at a point per game pace in the AHL and then they get to the NHL and it's a little different. I get that. I get that's a little bit busier and not uh, and it's a little tougher for AHLers. But I think in Studnika, the Canucks are looking for depth and they're looking for maybe someone who is underutilized in Boston. So once again, 
Sunika comes from Boston to Vancouver. DiPietro and Myronberg go from Vancouver to Boston. One thing I will say about the trade, when it first broke and they didn't know who was coming back, or sorry, who's going the other way for Studnika, a couple of people speculated that it was going to be a draft pick. And of course, I was upset about that. We had to attach a second draft round draft pick just to get Dickinson out to bring in Stillman. Dickinson lighting it up in Chicago. Stillman hurt, not his fault. But that was another, I guess, another kind of draft pick that we didn't have to give away. And we know the Canucks have had very few draft picks in the first and second rounds over the past three or four years. So you don't want to give away any any draft picks. Well, they gave away two prospects, you would say, as opposed to draft picks. So at least today, the Canucks did not end up losing any draft picks. So I'm going to take a pause here, a quick station break, really a, uh, a chance to drink water. What I love to hear in the chat is, do you think that this is going to signal a turnaround for the Vancouver Canucks, and that now they have some more confidence coming home and playing against Pittsburgh, and then they have New Jersey, Anaheim, and Nashville, so four games in a row at home after tonight. Could this be the start of some a, a small run for the Canucks? Or are you saying, hold up, Clay, hold up, founder of the GLCPC, the Good Looking Canucks Positivity Club. This was a win against a team, although they were 500. That's really not that good. You almost lost it. I still think... Um, there's still trouble in paradise in Vancouver. Let me know what you think. Start putting it in the comments and I will start to highlight some of the comments that you guys are talking about. Is this a brand new look, a brand new hope for the Canucks or is this going to be more same old, same old? So what do we have to say in the chat? Actually, I'm going to pull it up on this screen because it's easier for me to see. So keep typing in your your stuff here. If I say SPN, SDPN Canucks, does it come up? I hope so. Okay, here we go. Oh, weird. I can see myself on this screen now too. I better turn this down. So what... Do Let's get to your chats, your messages now in the chat. And I would love to hear what you have to say. Justin says, a win is a win, but man, they still scared me till the end. Yeah, no kidding. I was uh, standing up the whole time, the whole third period. Lucas Gates saying, realistic clay, saying the facts. Yeah, not sure. Yeah, I, I try and be as optimistic as I am. I try and be as realistic as I can be as well. So Lucas saying, yes, it's a confidence builder for sure. Fangirl says, I sure hope this signifies a small run. Well, why stop at small, fangirl? Why can't you say, I hope this signifies the start of a massive run? The only reason we traded for Sidnika is because Lazar is out. Yes, they're going to have to wave one of him, Joshua Oman, when Lazar comes back healthy, and it's not going to be Oman. So, yeah, that's true. Or who, God forbid the Canucks suffer another injury before that. Thanks, Bill. Appreciate that. Seth says, I think if we can't compete with Pittsburgh tomorrow, we should cons genuinely consider a rebuild. We've definitely heard that word a lot out here in Vancouver this week, for sure. Justin, nice to get a win, get the monkey off the back. There are tons of issues, including blowing leads again. And with the Pens coming tomorrow, we can't afford to do that or else they will run us out of Rogers Arena. Yes, I know, Justin, that Pittsburgh is your second favorite team. And I also know that I was there last year on December 4th when Pittsburgh ran us out of our building and the next day, Benning and Green were gone. 
Adam says, really hurt to see Miller take a block like that for the win, but maybe the haters will quiet down. Great point, Adam. He, uh, he's been getting a lot of hate recently, for sure. Uh, VXWYZ <coughs> says, um, the defense had me rattled. Not going to lie. By the way, didn't I say I was going to take a drink of water? I can't remember if I did. Erwin, the win was a good for a breather and good for some positivity. It wasn't convincing, and they came close to losing again. The two quick goals against in the second still a trouble spot, but good on special teams. Agree, 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 agree. Lucas Gates, hey Clay and SDPN, glad to make my debut here. Awesome. That was a nice need to win for sure. Boys had the hunger to win and proved it tonight. I agree. I agree. I agree. I agree. Neil says fighting works. Justin, great win to celebrate, but let's not think it's a turnaround just yet. Lots of concerning things. So no, I'm just, yeah, I agree with you, Justin, for sure. Oman doesn't need waivers. Thank you, Funk you. I always got to be careful when I say that name. Yeah, Lucas, I'm not... Yeah, maybe the trade was an emergency move or maybe they, they thought it was a, a chance to make a depth move for sure. Shannon says, I think the win tonight will be a good start to a big run of wins. And I love how Shannon capitalized the word big. So I'm supposed to say, big run of wins. I love it. Liam, does the win give you optimism towards tomorrow against Pittsburgh? I think it's going to be a tough game no matter what, but I'm sure uh, for me as a fan, why not? It, it might make it easier for me to sell the tickets that I have to sell still. I'm going to the game, but we still got to get rid of a couple others. People were laughing at some of the prices we posted today, but we still got to try and... Anyways, that's for another story. <laughs> but more important for the players and the coaching staff, I think they are the ones that are feeling good um, on their charter. They're quick, half an hour flight back to Vancouver. And that's more important than even the fans' optimism is how well, the, how good the players and coaches are feeling. Another one says, Oman doesn't need to clear waivers. Thanks for that. Uh, VX, I'm just going to call you Alphabet. It's just easier. Alphabet says, scared for the pens. Um, Adam says, Miller Looker. I'm not sure what that means. Jason. Hello, Jason. Open up the doors on the bandwagon. That's what I tweeted out just before I came on here. GLCPC, new members always welcome. Fangirl, how much more patient does management get before things can change and people get fired? Uh, I still think if they do horribly on these next four games on the on this homestand that something could change. One win won't stem everything, but at least it's better than a loss for sure. Uh, Snars Attack says, a waterfall starts slowly with a single drop. To me, that sounds like the start of a poem or a haiku. Uh, keep going with that. Let's let's see if we can develop a full poem by the time I'm done in the next five to seven minutes. Justin, I'm scared of the pens, but I'm working the game tomorrow. I'm going to wear my pens jersey. Huh? You're working the game and going to... Are you allowed to wear your pens jersey while you're working at the game, Justin? Either my second team wins or the Canucks win. And I'll take some chirps. Oh, man. Oh, I get it. You're, you're going to wear your jersey to the game, but then you have to wear your Rogers Arena outfit and then you you wear your jersey home. Okay, I get it. Yes, Clay after dark, exactly. And then I'm going to stop this, take a break, and then do my own show at 11 p.m. So by the way, if you want more Canucks talk later tonight, doing some giveaways on my own show, um, stick around, but that's that's not for another 45 minutes or so. Alphabet, can we talk about the passing though? Or are we going to ignore that? Are you saying the passing was good, Alphabet, or the passing was bad? Lucas, didn't the Penguins get smashed by Edmonton? Yeah, but I, the whole transitivity thing doesn't mean anything to me. A beats B, B beats C, so that means A should beat C. Uh, I don't believe that works. It didn't work for me in math class, and I don't think it works in, in hockey either. Thoughts on our depth D in their game so far? Breezeball, Burroughs, and Rathbone. You guys know I'm a huge fan of Jack Rathbone. I thought he's been great. I thought Kyle Burroughs has been average. And I thought Breezeball was good on... When was I there? 
on Monday against Carolina in his debut, season debut, and I thought he had a rough game tonight. He got beat on the McCann goal, and he did a bad pinch on the Beneers goal. So I thought Burles, excuse me, Breezeball had a tougher night tonight. Birdie says, hey, Clay, huge fan of yours. Keep up the awesome work. You make my day that much better. Well, you made my night better with that comment. Thank you, Birdie. I appreciate that. Yes, Alphabet, only for you. Only for you, Alphabet. Sadu, first win of the season. So Canucks Clay giveaway on his stream. Yeah, you might want to come by and I might be giving away a couple things tonight. Lucas says the Penguins on a two-game losing streak. I don't know if that's good or bad for the Canucks. Adam, hey Clay, do you think Garland has been appreciated enough this season? I feel like every time he's on the ice, the puck gets deep and there's at least a small chance. Garland has an outstanding hockey IQ, for sure. There have been games where I've seen where I think he's been highly ineffective. He he works hard, but he's simply small. Yeah, thank you, Captain Obvious. He's a small guy, but I think with his hockey IQ, when he's on top of his game, he gets pucks in deep. He knows how to clear pucks out of the zone. I think when he when, when he's engaged, he is a definitely a good and useful player. I still want to see him score. A lot more though, for sure, for sure. Great question. Robbie, I haven't I haven't been on Twitter because I've been on here for the last half an hour, so I don't know if Miller's okay. I sure hope so. Alphabet, ignorant passing. Sloppy, my boy. Okay, I have to look at that. Um, yeah, I thought the passing was okay. I can't remember any egregious giveaways, but uh, I'll take your word for it. Justin makes Penguins more dangerous for us. I hope we can beat the Pens, but they'll definitely be coming in rested with a bone to pick. After losing to Calgary and Edmonton. Agree, agree, agree. Seth, if NHL teams have shown anything, is that transitive property definitely doesn't apply. Yes. Transitivity, right? Very good. That was the name I was looking for. Yeah, it was great to see that Parker actually saw a win and Adam was at, uh, Andrew was at the game as well. I think Alfred was at the game as well. Andy, I think Garland will play his way onto another team, which is exactly what they need to continue having a chance of rebuilding. Many people have said it's got to be at least one of Garland Besser or Horvat that the Canucks should move out all uh, 5 million or up. Yes, to do. We weren't going to go 0 82. Penguins not doing hot. I agree, Lucas. Fangirl. Nadia was in the stand tonight. That would make sense. Nadia Popovich. That's awesome. See, it's who were your three stars of the game tonight? I'd say Petey. I'd say um, Kuzmenko. And I would say Luke Shen. Petey, Kuzmenko, and Shen for me. No, sorry. Petey, Mikheyev, and Shen. BL2's Demko hasn't been godlike, so riding him till he dies seems pointless. Gotta start, Martin. Yeah, that's going to be very interesting. It's a short trip, but it's still a trip. They're home against a very tough team. We'll see who starts tomorrow because Demko did get a lot of work. He faced 39 shots tonight. So um, I, I have confidence in Martin, and he's got he's going to have to play against some good teams eventually, for sure. We're going to go for about two or three more minutes. I'll get through as many as I can. Darren, I need to see them win two in a row before I believe they turn things around. Let's see how they come out against Pittsburgh. Their effort or lack thereof will say a lot about the character. That's fair. That's fair. Hey, Robert, thank you for being the best moderator. And yes, you can follow me at Canuck Clay both here and on Twitter. Debut Hunter, every time Garland works up forward, you, his own against four players trying to retain possession, looking around for support, but the whole team goes and changes. That's a great point. And I, I even saw in the third period, Miller waved him on, basically saying, do that. Go kill some time where I, while I go to the bench. <laughs> no love for Kuzmenko? No, I thought he had a good game. I thought he had a good game. I, I think um, I would call, call my fourth star after Petey, Mikheyev, and, and Shen. 
He was solid. No, I agree with all you guys. Dem Seth says the Demco revenge arc starts now. I'm so biased, but I can do no wrong. I'm very biased too. I'm very biased too. I would love Demco to do well. Why would Kuzmenko ever resign here after the season? Well, if we pay him a lot of money, he could. And who knows? Maybe the Canucks do turn it around for sure. And he says, Dave makes a great point. Kuzmenko has been great, but sadly he might be headed to greener pastures based on how things look. Yeah, you think of Kuzmenko, uh, if he wants to go to a, a team that he thinks is going to be more of a winner, you think of Horvat, who's been here for seven years and hasn't really won a lot. Maybe he actually does, he's saying the right things, but maybe he actually doesn't want to sign here. Who knows? I'm not saying that's true. I'm just saying something that you do have to consider. Lucas going to be in the arena on his birthday. On the first, that's nice. Birdie says, Seattle's my favorite team. Congrats on the win. Is there crazy weather in Vancouver? Well, it wasn't crazy, but it was certainly raining very hard. But we had almost four straight months of sun. I'm not complaining. Andy, if he can be flipped for a second, I think that'd be great for everyone involved. Are you talking about Garland or Kuzmenko, Andy? As it means the team has a better chance at Bedard. Indeed, indeed. All right, I'll take one more minute of your questions and then we will wrap it up. Alphabet, I like this dude. I'm in. Glad to be here. Well, Alphabet, I like the fact that you like this dude. Unless you're talking about someone else. But if this dude is me, thank you and I like you too. Justin, McDavid has two hat tricks in eight games. He single-handedly destroyed my pool tonight. Justin, I'm not complaining because as you know, I've had McDavid in my fantasy pool ever since he was a rookie. Debut Hunter, hopefully Kuzi builds a strong relationship with Pods. Uh, Mike, oh, Mikheyev, as a fellow Russian, Petey as a line mate, being new to this end of the world, maybe familiarity and comfort means something. Yeah, absolutely. And it was funny, um, those of you that follow me in Vancouver, uh, go to my streams, you know that I did the golf tournament this year. <laughs> I'll end off with this story because it's pretty funny. Um, and, and thank you, Alphabet, for confirming that it, I am the dude that you were talking about. So I'll end with the story and then, and then we'll wrap up. So I'm volunteering at the golf tournament, the Jake Milford as I always do. And basically every foursome has one Canuck player and then three guests, whether sponsor, media player, whatever it may be, uh, not media player, media member. So then of course, cause you want to spread out all of the Canucks and that's kind of the, that's kind of the really whole, the whole point of this golf tournament, the charity golf tournament. So the three Russian guys show up together, Mikheyev, Podkolzin, and and um, and Kuzmenko. And none of them are good golfers. And why would they be? I, I don't think they golf. Uh, you can golf in Russia, but I don't think these three particularly golf a lot in Russia. And they were so, they're politely, forcefully insistent that they get to play together in the same foursome. And I know organizers were explaining to them, no, the whole point of this is you got to spread out and you got to meet other people. And, and that's why we spread out all the players. And they, they, they didn't like have a mutiny. They didn't walk off the course or break any clubs, but they were quite persistent. But in the end, they did agree to split up. And I think it was to the joy to, of, of everyone that got to play with them. So with that, I'm going to wrap up now. I want to thank moderator Robert working hard behind the scenes, making sure that everything is going well. Robert, hopefully I didn't make it too difficult on you, but shout out to Robert for all the good work that he does for the Steve Dangle podcast network. My next one is not, I have a huge work event next weekend. So my next, actually my next show probably isn't until two weekends from now until November 13th. So until then, you're in very capable hands with Kaya May and with Sam. 
They'll take good care of you. Hopefully, they'll have wins to talk about. But after starting the second week in November, I'll be doing this show a lot more often because I love doing the show. My schedule just doesn't allow it for the first two months of the season. But just like uh, just like Travis Dermott, I'm going to come back with a vengeance and I'll be much more regular and you can count on me a lot more going forward in a couple of weeks. But I'm so thrilled that you join me tonight on a night that the Canucks defeat the Seattle Kraken 5-4, to four, earning Bruce Boudreaux his 600th career win, earning the Canucks their fifth career win over the Seattle Kraken, still undefeated against Seattle, and coming home happy now with their first win of the season. I am Canuck Clay. Find me here on YouTube. I'll be streaming at the top of the hour if you want to join me and doing some giveaways as well. So make sure you, you join me and follow me here and on Twitter as well. Also, follow SDPN Sports. Follow this YouTube channel. Like the video before you go. Show some appreciation for your fellow Canucks fans or even those of you that want to come and just see what Canucks Nation is all about, especially after a win. So like, give this, yeah, give the thumbs up. Listen on the podcast networks. Like it right there. And of course, subscribe to this channel. Next game for the Canucks, tomorrow night. I'm pretty sure I, it's either going to be Kaya or Sam. It's not me. I'm going to be at the game, but make sure that you tune in and watch what happens tomorrow night. And hopefully we're talking about a Canucks win. So I'm going to do one last thing as I wrap up. I do this on my streams and it's such a fun tradition. I'm going to do it right here. I'm going to wrap up with a bad dad joke because that's kind of my thing in Vancouver. I love it to bring it to all of you. So I'll do my sign off and then we'll end off with this joke. Stay safe, stay healthy, take care of yourselves and take care of each other. A weasel walks into a bar. The bartender says to the weasel, what can I get you? Pop goes the weasel. God bless and go Canucks go.